I'm Mario Munoz with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. With me via Zoom is Robin Spielberg, just released an album. And Robin, tell us about your album. Well, the album is called Reinventions, and I did record it during this pandemic of 2020, um, when really all of us, not just artists, have been called upon to reinvent ourselves in some kind of way. So this recording is a reflection of that. I took um, what I call my musical comfort food, <laughs> if you will. Um, with all the touring canceled, I went to my piano for comfort and solace and to you know, express my, my feelings and emotions as many artists do with their instruments. And I found myself returning to the music that gave me comfort um, in my formative years. And that was really all the classical music that I had studied. And this time I kind of took a new approach to it and began playing around with it and experimenting and rearranging and reinventing it. So I'm hoping that this music that has been you know, that our masterpieces for centuries will now reach new listeners and give people a fresh take on music that they've come to know and love. Robin, I heard a comment or read a comment actually about, uh, well, today's generation. And a lot of the kids, a lot of the folks, I say kids younger than I am, mm -hmm. uh, don't actually watch television don't mm -hmm. actually listen that they'll, they'll listen to streaming and stuff like that right and so uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm speaking with you right now because with the Rio Grande Guardian of course we have the the podcast and a lot of young kids do listen to podcasts yes and uh, I also have another question for you but this occurred to me so what do you think about that tell me your your take on that, where, where a lot of our younger kids, where I would depend on a radio station, right, or I would depend maybe, uh, oh, on a tape. <laughs> now I've dated uh -huh. myself. Yeah. These kids uh, actually depend on streaming and getting on the web. Well, you might be very interested, and your listeners might be interested to know that vinyl has made a very big comeback. Vinyl is something I grew up with, and Vinyl is outselling CDs now for like the last three or four years. And reinventions, I actually put out on vinyl. People used to, my daughter used to tease me and called me old fashioned when I told her I made a record. But now, um, because it's really, a, it was a CD, but now I did make a record. My last two releases, this one and the one I did last March called Love Story of popular music, music from Bob Dylan and Adele and Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel. I released that on CD, vinyl and streaming. So I really think that this is a wonderful time for artists because there are so many ways to reach audiences and make connections. And um, there is a lot to learn as an indie artist because right now I'm using all of the platforms that are available to me. So my recording came out on CD you can download it as a digital file, as a high res file for people who are really into fine audio. We mastered it for high resolution on Apple. 
you can stream it, you can listen to it on vinyl. And every weekend I'm doing live streaming via my Facebook page uh, and different platforms. So there's so many ways that people are accessing music now. And I don't really put a, a judgment on it. I just noticed that it's very, um, very different from when I was growing up. I have a college age student and she discovers a lot of the music she listens to on TikTok and YouTube. Uh, it's, it's just, and playlisting. I'm old fashioned in the way that I really enjoy making an album. So rather than release singles, I like having a body of work that I release at once that takes a listener on a journey. That being said, there's no guarantee anyone's going to sit down and for a solid hour, listen to it from start to finish as people used to. I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't know uh, what you were going to say about vinyl recording because I happen to have vinyl turntables and uh, this old technology, once you listen to MP3 and then you listen to vinyl, it's wow, <laughs> you know? I know. I'm going to have to send you the vinyl. Reinventions, it's gorgeous. See, one of the reasons CDs took off so much in the 80s is because artists, labels could release so much music in such a small space. And I had forgotten that vinyl really only holds 17 to about 22 minutes at the maximum on each side. So CDs, people started to really release you know, more music. It wasn't unusual for a vinyl side to be 15 minutes on one side, 15 on another. And if you get a CD that's 30 minutes long, you feel like you were ripped off. It was, it's flimsy. <laughs> so when I made reinventions, it had to be a double vinyl, uh, but they did a beautiful job and they're no longer, you know, we're not restricted to the, um, you know, the old black old fashioned vinyl. This is like a gold, what they called it a whiskey smoke look love story was released for valentine's day last year and it was you know pressed on this beautiful red lacquer so i really love it from an artist's point of view i love having the vinyl as well but i you know i just also need to be cognizant that people you know who are listening to spotify while they work or pandora radio or not listening to terrestrial radio are you know, making up their own playlists um, on streaming services. So I try to service, you know, all, all different kinds of listeners and just be aware of how people are consuming the music. I, I went to just the, the one of the best mastering houses that exists. And every moment of this recording, they, they paid attention to every moment. So, I, you know, I know a lot of people don't listen at that level streaming. I mean, engineers were so frustrated for so many years because they were dumbing it down and compressing everything to an MP3. So all their hard work, all the beauty you would hear in the yes. recording studio behind the glass when we were listening back, it got dummied down for like the tape player in a car. And they were so frustrated. So now, you know, he's just so happy because all of his work you can actually hear it you know you can hear the difference in, in the fidelity and the microphones he used and all the techniques nothing's compressed it's really beautiful you're gonna love it you're gonna yes, love it because a lot of people don't understand the technology and you're talking about compression it made me crazy oh. when i was the record label in the 1990s and we were listening back to stuff and i'm listening on these beautiful like genelec um, monitors and my sennheiser you know um, headsets <laughs> and the record company president would say you know what i'm going to give you a cassette tape i want you to drive around in your car if this passes the test and sounds good to you we're okay to go because we have to go by the lowest common denominator and most people this is how they're going to be listening and i it made me so sad <laughs> Well, <laughs> but it was also true, you know. It is true. 
I'm a sound guy. They say, well, what's the use of anything over 17,000 CPS cycles per second? Anything over You can't hear it. That's not, it's not the point. It's that not you true. Hear it. Those are harmonics. The harmonics, the sympathetic ringing in the strings, exactly. um, the the warmth that, yes. that comes through exactly. is just a completely different level. And I'm telling you, this is my hope. Um, my hope is that like my daughter's generation will rediscover what we all knew, you know, when we went to college. You know, yes. when I went to, when I went to college, if you wanted to be in the cool guys room, it was the, the guy who brought, you know, the preamp and the stereo. Exactly. And the, like those are the those were the popular guys because yes. everyone hung out to listen to the records in those rooms and they sounded amazing. And they had the tube amps. They had all the stuff. <laughs> yes. And then somewhere along the line, you know, this all got dummy down for convenience and ease of use, which I also understand. And, you know, and so my daughter, like she never really saw, you know, the turntables, the pre any of this stuff. I am thinking that when this generation, you know, starts to get employed and begins to work and they buy a home, one of the, the luxury items they'll have in their home is sound systems. Like we all, we exactly all walked around like in ice- college. Yeah. I walked around, I would say half of it in isolation because we had the advent of the Sony Walkman. So you'd put the cassette on and you had music to go. We never had music to go. So the whole idea that you could take your music with you and not have to be in a room and listen to it on the subway or when you're walking on the street, that was so amazing. Such a new thing. It just kind of took off and we forgot what it was like to really sit in a room that was designed for sound. So I think now that we have these um, Sonos speakers and Alexa and the prices are coming down, people are going to return to beautiful listening experiences. That's my hope anyway. Robin Spielberg has just released her newest album. Robin, tell me who were your influences, maybe a couple of the uh, composers or performers that you that are on your album. Tell me about that. Sure. Well, um, this is my 20th recording, uh, believe it or not. I've been doing this for a while, and I've made a lot of different recordings. So, but this is my first um, foray into classical music, even though I was classically trained. Uh, For years, I worked in New York City piano rooms and hotel lobbies playing music from the American, Great American Songbook, Broadway tunes, popular tunes, and mixing in my own melodic, original, neoclassical music. So I've done a lot of different um, types of, of work, but this project is very close to my heart because classical music is really the foundation of my musical training. And because I grew up very close to Broadway and majored in theater at NYU and have a great love for the American Broadway musical, I really have a great affinity for a wonderful melodic line. So I chose music from the classical repertoire that is very melodic, very memorable. Even if your listeners don't consider themselves classical music experts or listeners, they're going to recognize, you're going to recognize all of this music because all of this music has been used for generations now on television and radio and film uh, in scores. And it was really fun to 
reinvent them for piano um, based work. Uh, that being said, I do have some special guests on the record. Uh, it was, as I said, made in the pandemic. So it was very much a family affair. My husband, Larry Cosson produced it. And he also um, lends his talents on guitar for the Chopin Fantasy Impromptu. That uh, he's on there for a short while, and I I kind of feel like that track number thirteen is our way of you know showing in music how we held hands through this pandemic. Um, and then our daughter, who is a a music major in college right now, she she's a percussionist, and she. Um, lent her talents on the record as well. She plays with me some two mother-daughter duets. The first is Skater's Walls, which is super fun. And it's really hard not to smile when you listen to Skater's Walls. Um, and then also the Blue Danube Walls, this Johann Strauss piece. And, uh, you know, it was just Beethoven's 250th birthday. So there were lots of celebrations going on all over the world in honor of this great classical composer. I recorded two Beethoven pieces. The first movement is Moonlight Sonata. And the second is the second movement of Sonata Pathétique, which I always thought was very beautiful. And that one I did dare to reinvent a little bit um, and improvise on. It's a lovely, lovely melody. So I also had Tina Guo uh, play cello on um, Liebestrom by Liszt. She's an amazing cellist and I'm sure you've heard her work because she's been on all the Hans Zimmer uh, soundtracks for movies like Wonder Woman and you know a lot of his, a lot of his work. And uh, a friend of mine, Ricardo Ochoa, who lives in Savannah, he's a, um, he lent his violin talents. He's a gypsy swing violinist. And so he played on a couple of waltzes and uh, so that's pretty much how the album uh, came together and why it came together. And I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, seeing how people are listening and um, enjoying the music, whether they're using it for a ballet warm up or just to listen as the, you know, a soundtrack for their day. I think that uh, there's just been wonderful feedback for it so far. Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. And Robin, how do I get a hold of your music, the vinyl album, the um, audio digital downloads? How do I do that? Okay, well, all the info you need would be on my website, robinspielberg.com. Spielberg, S-P-I-E-L-B-E-R-G. But of course... All the usual suspects have my music, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Pandora. I mean, there are literally thousands of streaming services. If you simply Google my name, Robin Spielberg, and the title of the album, Reinventions, I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, Each vinyl is signed and numbered if you order it from my website. And um, there's also sheet music. And I'm really seeing a lovely resurgence of sheet music now that people are returning to their instruments and have time, the gift of time to spend back at the piano. Um, We're certainly selling a lot and we sell books as well as just PDF downloads of one song that you could just on demand print at home on your printer or send to an iPad or e-reader. And that's really fun. So people have been enjoying the music that way as well. Robin Spielberg, her new album is called Reinventions, and I've got a special treat for you. We're going to listen to Robin Spielberg's version of Pachelbel's Canon in D, 
from the vinyl album released by Robin Spielberg. Again, the album is Reinventions. Thank you. 